We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, this is the Run ATL Podcast. Happy Memorial Day to you. My name is Mike Cosentino. Good fortune is mine to both host this podcast and do it with a friend. My co-host, your friend, here he is. Happy Memorial Day to you too, fine sir, D2. Yes, happy Memorial to you and to all of our listeners. Yes, for sure. Unofficial beginning to summer, even more importantly, certainly on behalf of D2, the entire Big Peach Running Company organization. Thank you to all of you men and women who have served, and certainly thank you to all of you families. Even if wars gone by who have contributed to the significance of this commemoration, and you have family members who gave all so that we could do things, even like this podcast, to be able to speak freely about what it is that interests us and that we believe together we can make better. So thank you very much for all of you currently serving and especially significantly for Memorial Day, those of you who have had loved ones who indeed made the ultimate sacrifice. We appreciate you. And of course, D2, to honor that to some degree, we need to have a big time episode to commemorate those who have elected to spend some of their Memorial Day with us. We've done that today. Jeff Matlow coming to us. Talk about an accomplished individual. He comes to us, among many things, the president of the board of directors, USA Running. Currently, he's been on the board at USA Triathlon. He's an entrepreneur. He obviously is quite an athlete himself. For those of us who do love the idea of continuous personal growth. We like to talk about things like improving what could be tomorrow compared to today. Obviously, organizational development, leadership, and just making things better. This is a great conversation for that. Yeah, and you, you did say Memorial Day is a kind of kickoff of summer, and we've already gotten a little bit of taste of that with the, the temps hitting 90 degrees. So just a reminder to everyone, you know, hydrate, 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 get acclimated. We will see a little bit of a cooling down, I, I believe, this week. But summer, you know, came a little bit early, um, did not wait till Memorial Day. It is it is back. But uh, along with that, you know, we are starting seeing uh, a lot more races that are coming back. We're starting to see the calendar kind of, uh, you know, populate. We're seeing things like, you know, Boston Marathon, you know, those um, people got notified. It will be a limited field, smaller field, New York, um, you know, uh, City Marathon and other larger races are coming back. Um, Still limited, but we are starting to see kind of that light at the end of the tunnel where we will be able to line up together, you know, a little bit closer and not quite separated by six feet apart, not having to, you know, maybe even required to wear a mask at the starting line. Um, so those things are uh, very, you know, great things to look forward to. Um, a little bit of that return to normalcy. Our group runs are back. Been running with our Midtown group uh, recently, and it's fun to see everyone so uh, happy and pumped to be running back and 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 see people's faces as they're smiling uh, without uh, having to wear a mask while out uh, on a run. Well, that framework is perfect, and part of the invitation that we gave to Jeff to join us. So thankful that he was willing to do so. For those of you who are not familiar with Jeff, first I will tell you that his work, USA Running, there is not a larger organization in these United States that is impacting and working with local races, race directors, and events around the sport of running of every size and every market than USA Running is. So obviously we'll get some insight from him in terms of what does the future potentially look like. Also, he is an entrepreneur, maybe wrote part of what everyone would say is that classic entrepreneurial story. In 2010, he launched a business, I Am Athlete. It quickly became an innovative and even disruptive leader in sports technology as it related to timing and marketing those local events from founder to obviously business builder. He did that for a full decade. He did sell his business not too long ago, last year, sold it to ENM Holdings, still part of that organization. They are the second largest sports timing and sports marketing company now in the world. A big part of their portfolio is 
around running and getting people registered to do events that you've heard of or perhaps are already looking forward to some of them that you're familiar with Detroit Free Press TCF Bank Marathon obviously there are other events that we know closer to home where they have worked with the Atlanta Track Club. They also do sports that those of you who also are spectators, they work with the Chicago Bears, the Tennessee Titans, certain numbers of universities. They are all about getting people together, whether recreationally, professionally, or as spectators and doing it safely. So this conversation could not be more timely. One other thing, D2, as we kind of launch from this Memorial Day period and and into the unofficial start to summer, you mentioned the warmer temperatures, staying hydrated. You mentioned local events coming back together. The other thing I know that is, is pretty cool about this time of year, certain events that are traditions. Peachtree is going to happen. In addition, we know that the Atlanta Grand Prix, you've got a trophy right here from your performance last year. First place, time is running out for people to participate in that tradition. Before we go to a break, why don't you remind everybody what they need to do to be part of that fun and get their own summer kickstarted. So yes, the Atlanta Grand Prix kicks off. Um, you can go to run sign up uh, or search Atlanta Grand Prix. Um, it is a series of uh, six races that start in, and you have to, every two weeks, there's a new course. It, the courses are secret. They're kept under wraps and revealed every two weeks. So no, you know, and, and it's, you know, you go run with a, with an app that kind of gives you directions and, um, very cool. You have until June 7th at midnight is a deadline. You have to sign up before then in order to participate, but then you have two weeks to do each course and you can run it as many times as you want and submit your best time. And those times get added up and that's how the whole series works. And you get, um, you know, those with the fastest times end up with a trophy. I happened to get the old man trophy, the, uh, masters, nice. uh, trophy last year for the men's. So, um, I am coming back to defend it. Um, I, otherwise, I, I do have to give that up. It's a nice trophy, and it uh, if I don't, uh, you know, if I don't win again this year, then at some point I will have to pass it along. Very similar to the Stanley Cup, um, you know, tradition, and I will sign my name, put my name on it, and the year that uh, that I was the Masters. Um, overall winner there and uh, and then pass it on to whoever the next recipient is or I can keep it depending on on how results go so I'm gonna go out there um, yeah and uh, and and do my best and uh, and see if I can keep it again but do, it'll be fun do not let him have it too easily get registered for that and obviously men and women check that out you've got all the details we'll put them in our show notes right after this brief message we're gonna have a great conversation one you'll enjoy one you'll share with jeff matlow do not go anywhere we'll be right back after this brief message at big peach running company we know that not everyone identifies themselves as a runner running isn't about a start or finish line it's not about time or pace it's freedom it's a break it's time for yourself We take pride in listening to your needs. We make sure you get the right shoes so you can get back to enjoying your time. Big Peach Running Company has been voted as one of the best running stores in America by people like you. Visit us at any of our seven Metro Atlanta area locations or visit us at bigpeachrunningco.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. As you could probably tell from our introduction, there are those instances when we just come across someone that we have to get to know better. And when we do, then we have to share them with you. That is the case today. And it is absolutely our pleasure to introduce you to Jeff Matlow. I am Jeff and you are Jeff. Jeff, <laughs> thanks for being part of this. I am. Thanks for, for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Well, certainly it is our pleasure, and we talked a little bit about some of the things that you've done in our introduction. And yet at the same time, this is one of those seasons as we kind of make our way into summer 2021 when you have no idea perhaps what someone might be thinking about because things are so different than what they might have been two summers ago or perhaps for most summers. So before we get into any of the good stuff, what's summer 2021 looking like for you, Jeff? You know, uh, I have a young daughter. She's eight and a half years old. She's in second grade, right on. Uh, going on 12th grade, I believe. Uh, she, uh, uh, side note, uh, we were hanging out yesterday, my wife, my daughter, and I, and she just looked up at me and said, Dad, I know your future. Do you want to know what it is? Oh. Yeah. And I was like, of course. Yeah. Tell me what my future is. She said, 
you're going to divorce mama and live alone in a nut house. Like, <laughs> all right. So there's my fatherhood. Um, so oh our, my goodness. Our, yeah, How do you respond girl. to that? As someone who doesn't yet have a 12th grader, they all act like that. Mine right now is 16. You'll be there before you know it way too fast. How do you respond to something like that? And maybe that's good coaching for all of us as parents. When they tell us something we either don't want to hear or we didn't expect, what's the right way to respond? You know, that's a good question. So I said, you know, that seems pretty lonely for me. Why am I going to be there? And she said, well, you're a nut, so you're going to be in a nut house. And I thought, well, can I get visitors? And she said, uh, maybe if you act, act good. I'm like, all right, I'm going to act really nice. And then maybe you and mama will visit me. And uh, and then we'll just move on from there. Um, but, uh, you know, she's a, she's a, a little spitfire. Um, wonderful, amazing kid. Of course, the best kid in the world, right? Don't we all sure. have the best kids in the world? Uh, she is going to sleepaway camp this year for the first time. So my while she's away for a week, my wife and I are actually going to have the first vacation between just the two of us that we uh, wow. have been able to have in, in nine years. And then we got a couple other trips and, uh, you know, working and writing and uh, enjoying enjoying the days. I'm an outside guy. So as much time as I can get outside, the better. Uh, so I will be outside if you need me. Just yell. Oh, that, that is awesome. Well, even though you're in Southern California, many kindred spirits with you here in the Southeast. And we did mention on our intro, fascinating background. We're going to touch on a lot of it, but I think our listeners would be disappointed if we didn't start with some things that may also foreshadow what is to come in and around the world of running and walking. Of course, uh, president of the board of directors of Running USA, before we dive deep into running USA, I think everybody would say, gosh, if I've heard of that organization or I haven't, I bet they're involved in events and getting more people to be more consistent in their running. Of course, that would be true. Now, as I say, instead of your summer, let's talk about everybody else's summer. Those of us who are interested in getting back to running local events or going to those big races, this huge audience now that has come into we could call it Big Peach Running Company, the pedestrian active lifestyle that might be exposed to those local events or those big activities in places far, far away. What is it going to be like for all of us who want to get back or get to events for this summer or maybe for the remainder of the year? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a great question. Of course, uh, my daughter broke my crystal ball, but I still have opinions, so <laughs> I can... Uh, I could give you those, you know, as we, uh, all we want. Yeah. As, as we, uh, sit right now today, as a recording of this, we just came, uh, past a weekend, which had what I believe is the largest in-person event, uh, in 17 months, which was the Cowtown marathon. They had between 6,000 and 9,000 people participate in that. Uh, they, you know, that is a, a, uh, a great, beginning to what I think is going to happen. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of people running out there uh, more than ever before. Uh, if you believe all the people that we see on the road and, uh, and the reports we see, uh, events are eager to come back over the past year, uh, actually the past six, seven months. Uh, there have been live events going on, but uh, the biggest I've heard about is a thousand people, maybe 1500 people. Um, I would expect that with vaccinations increasing, with uh, people being uh, more comfortable being in uh, environments where there are where there are more crowds, we're going to see more events coming. And listen, I'm a, I'm a very data driven guy, and uh, the what we know from the past, from 2018, 2019, um, and really, you know, the, the years before that is. Within any event, 15 to 25% of the people who have who are participating in that in any given year had also run that event the previous year. So 15 to 25% come back year over year. Another 50% of the field have done the race sometime in the past. So that's about 70, 75% of people who have done that event. The other 25, 30% are new. I expect later this year that we're gonna see 
about that 60 to 75% capacity happening for events by Q1, well, I'm sorry, by Q4 this year. I think events will be back, that uh, there will be uh, a, a large amount of people at these events. Uh, I don't think we're breaking any records this year. I don't see that happening yet, but I think, um, you know, people are gonna start feeling more comfortable getting back to these events and, I. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Boston and Chicago are the same day this year. That's correct. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, uh, yeah I expect um, there to be a lot of people interested uh, in in doing both of those. And and honestly, you know what? I think the growth of the industry, like virtual events, we can't let go of that. I really think that in the future we're going to see a massive growth in virtual events, like hundreds of thousands of people doing a virtual event uh, for for big brands. And thank you, let, let's take Boston, for example, Boston Marathon, right? It's it's uh, it's a goal that people have. They wanna be able to, to do it. It's aspirational. Only a certain amount of people can get in. Even if you qualify, not everybody can always get in based on, on limitations of the field, right? But what if they, had another 100,000 slots open up for virtual that maybe can cover other people and uh, maybe extend the qualifying distance for a little, you know, not as fast people. And the whole experience isn't quite the same, but you get to have a different type of, of BQ. And, you know, things like that, I think we'll, we're gonna start seeing more of, especially as technology creates a more compelling experience. So I am, I am, uh, bullish on the future of running and of running events. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of the small events uh, have been able to just lay down until this all comes back. The big events and the big companies have been able to weather the storm. Uh, it's the mid-sized ones I've been most concerned about, but as, as uh, I haven't heard of a ton that have gone straight out of business, surprisingly, and that's great. Well, and it is for sure. We first guest on this podcast this year. Those of you who have stayed current with us may remember Rich Kanaw, Executive Director, Atlanta Track Club, and Race Director for the AJC Peachtree Road Race. Some of the measures he talked about with that becoming an event that would be in person as well as with a virtual offering. Jeff, I don't know to what degree you have followed that particular event in the past or quite frankly, some of the decisions they've made. It's going to be a two-day event this year, July 3rd and 4th, a little bit of an accidental blessing, I think, with the fourth falling on a Sunday. The ability to shut down a major thoroughfare in and around Atlanta probably only happens on weekends. So the fact that the day preceding July 4th this year is also a weekend day on a Saturday gave them some bandwidth that probably would not exist if it wasn't a Saturday-Sunday combination for the 3rd and 4th of July. But Heck, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, and I think we will have quite the Peachtree experience this year that will be remembered for many, many years to come. At the same time, world largest 10K, there are some things that are just going to be changed really forever. If we think about Peachtree or some of those events people have done consistently, even if not every single year, take us to maybe your mind, your 2022, 2023, what do you think will be different about events than what they were in 2019 or 2018 or when we did them prior to last year. Yeah, so you know, I, I, I look at, uh, I'm an eternal optimist, I'm an entrepreneur, and so everything, there's no uh, obstacles as much as opportunities, some are harder opportunities than others, right? And uh, you know, the we had a big boom in growth of events up to about 2017, 2016, when, uh, event participation kind of leveled off, right? And so then here we are in uh, 2021, I think we're at, I lost count, uh, somewhere in <laughs> March 2020. Um, and there are a lot of people running. Uh, there's a lot more than before, though, granted, uh, spinning studios and everything else have shut down. So, you know, there's not much they can do. Uh, I don't, believe we are going to have, I think we're going to get back to the 2019 numbers, maybe 2018 numbers. 
I don't see this. I'm different than others in that I don't really see it becoming a massive boom again for in-person events. But uh, I, I really do see that this has been a time for the industry to sit back and reset and think, how can we change this experience? And how can we engage people in different ways? And there are some new things that I'm pretty excited to see. I know one is uh, Richmond Marathon. I think they were the first to do this, where they set out the uh, the timing mats uh, and it, people could run the event over a period of, I think, two or three weeks. And mm. you had to use an app. And it was a Boston qualifier, right? So they had mats to make sure nobody was cheating. They had the app to make sure you were on course and, and to get your time. And you go whenever you feel best running. Listen, I'm a three o'clock runner. I run my best at three o'clock in the afternoon. And so these 7 a.m. races are just kind of painful for me. Um, <laughs> so if I'm going to qualify, I want to do it like that. I think that was a really neat model that uh, I wonder and hope will continue on. Um, some other things and uh, for uh, transparency, I also own part of a uh, uh, company that provides coaching and train. It's a training app. Um, it's audio based, real time audio based called Athlete Journey. It was bought out by a company called Pair. And what we do is give real time audio updates. So imagine with a virtual event that as you uh, start, you hear a starting gun, you hear cheering. As you get to the first mile, you hear hey, congratulations on your first mile. D2 is two minutes ahead of you. You better pick up the pace. Uh, maybe I touch the phone and, and, and you might get a message that says, I'm coming at you. You know, Jeff is right behind. As I get towards the finish line, I start hearing cheering. I hear an announcer. So all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's more of an immersive virtual experience. And I think as this technology and some of the others start spreading around, that we will, it, it becomes much more interesting to participate in an event. You could feel like you're there. You can hear landmarks you might be passing. And so I see people now used to, uh, are used to engaging with, with events, with services in different ways. And uh, I think that's going to happen with, with running events. I think we're going to see more and more people engaging in different ways, more events doing, uh, launching creative ways to, uh, to have people run. Um, I love the fact, I love the fact that you use that term creative there, Jeff, because it'd be really easy to use different terms. And, you know, I remember that seemingly multi-year up and to the right. And then that absolutely, multi-year plateau where events were not growing because I'm not going to suggest that even our business at Big Peach Running Company is not connected to the health of those local events. Now, for sure, a vast majority of people who come through the doors of a Big Peach Running Company location are not necessarily training for something and they may have no interest in a local event or a big time event. But certainly there are those who do. There is an important percentage of those who are thinking about that or are already registered for something like that. And I was going to say, we've got social, we've got virtual, and we have novel. I remember when novel was those events where you're running through foam or people are throwing colored baking powder at you or crawling yeah. underneath electric wires in the mud and the muck was all part of what was part of that growth. And yet, I don't know the state of each of those events or how many of them are seeing record numbers potentially in the next couple of years or not. When you think about virtual and social and novel, what do you think is not really on the radar right now, whether it's tied to a technology or an app that you're very familiar with or personally involved with, what is it that might be almost commonplace in a year or so, but isn't at all part of our past? Yeah, I think, uh, I think there, are, there are two things that I'm surprised are not uh, kind of pop culture now. One is, okay. uh, and listen, maybe I'm biased, but one is the the true virtual experience. I mean, a virtual run, I hate to say this because we've done uh, in my company some pretty big, amazing virtual runs with 50, 60,000 people. Um, but 
virtual runs now are about what's the uniqueness of the product you can get. Um, I think there's an opportunity to really have more engagement with that. The technology is there in a number of different ways. And so I think that, uh, that audio and interpersonal engagement, you know, like if I'm good, I want to be able to do a virtual run with you guys and see how, and run virtually run together. And whether that's me getting feedback or, or notifications on my app or whatever it is to feel like there is some sort of interpersonal engagement, I think that is going to be the reality soon. We already can know where anybody is through GPS. We can re record their time distance, where they were, when they were. We know where landmarks are. All that stuff is going to happen. So I think I really look forward to uh, that extending to the running industry because it's already in so many other industries. And yes. um, the other thing which I've actually talked about for years are is clothing that uh, – senses like dehydration and or cools you off you know i think this type of stuff they're going to be game changers you know when you're doing a you know la marathon's been 85 degrees for a couple years um and you know if i had something to cool off my body it would talk about talk about something that gives me an unfair advantage, <laughs> but also as a middle of the pack runner can ensure that I have a better experience. Um, that clothing is already out there. And I think that type of stuff, just like arm warmers or coolers for cyclists are going to become more commonplace uh, in the next few years. Especially awesome. and, you managed, and you managed to reference one of my favorite events of all time. I, I think the LA marathon does a, uh, a really good job. Dodger stadium to the, uh, the coast is a pretty cool trip for, for people who either already are enamored by Southern California and those who are seeing it for the first time, there's hardly a better way to, uh, to do it. In my opinion, you may say there's only parts of the course that, uh, that that is true, but nonetheless, LA marathon, there's a quick plug for that. I'm going to read the mission of running USA. I'm going to let you comment on a couple of things here, Jeff. Since 1999, our core mission has been to advance and grow the running industry through educational initiatives, industry research, events, networking opportunities, and a host of other avenues. We've continued to expand our mission while helping the hundreds of Running USA members manage and develop their races and businesses. First question to you about Running USA, what does membership look like? How does it differ perhaps going forward? You look at your current members and you mentioned very specifically races and businesses. Currently, I would imagine a number of manufacturers, obviously a lot of those who even those of us at Big Peach Running Company are interacting with. And then of course, race directors and those affiliated with local and you know large scale events. Businesses understanding that Certainly those who are running, walking, signing up, registering for these types of events, they also have other interests. They may have other discretionary income to spend. They may have certain things that make them a you know, worthwhile target for perhaps many, many types of products. But what does membership look like tomorrow or in the future that's not the case already? How do we live out this running USA mission but not have it look the same as it does today? Yeah, uh, great question. And uh, funny you start with that That mission statement because uh it makes me cringe um which is why i've been shifting in my chair uh i'll do respect ah, to whoever yeah i'll do respect I to whoever making our, our featured conversations <laughs> shift in their chair one of my favorite thank you for admitting that yeah at what point am i supposed to start crying because that's going to come <laughs> up with this mission statement um you know i'll do respect to the people who wrote it and i i don't know who wrote it it, it predated me uh but yep. uh it's not as a traditional mission statement, it does not fall in line with what one is, nor does it really represent what we're doing. We're actually, we just hired a new CEO, Donna Stone, who is amazing. And I had a conversation yesterday about our new mission statement that, that's being put together. And the basis of where it's going is advancing the sport of running. And, and this will lead into your question eventually. Uh, the uh, the road is long and curvy, but <laughs> <laughs> we're with you every step, my friend. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, what what uh, the historically running USA's core member has been event directors. And the focus has been a trade organization to help event organizers uh, become educated and grow their business. There are a lot of different types of companies that are now members of Running USA. So there are vendors, there's uh, people who just do operations for race, timers, retailers, you know, brands, shoe companies, you name it. And what we've realized at Running USA is you know, we're all in this in it together. We all benefit from the growth of the of running, period. The more people that run, the more even event organizers will benefit because bigger pool, eventually more people are going to come to your 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 race. So so our focus is how can we provide the resources to grow to get more people running? And uh, you know, what membership looks right now. Uh, is it is uh, benefits for event organizers. So a way to get insurance at at perhaps better Mm -hmm. rates to uh, many people probably don't know, but all that music you hear at events, somebody has got to pay for that. Uh, So it's uh, enables event directors to streamline the payment of the music that they're playing at the start line and the finish line. Uh, There are discounts for, a whole variety of different things, um, whether it's constant contact or whatever else. And uh, so so that is the current state. Where we're going is really looking at what other resources can we provide to, one, help educate people. So we've got a lot of really talented, uh, really smart people in our industry. You know, different aspects of it. We've got a lot of small events, and they may not know how to put a financial document together, how to create a profit and loss statement, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how to get sanctioned. And so we want to provide resources to help everybody uh, either learn or improve upon what they're doing. And hopefully in the process, it also gets more people engaged with this business. Maybe as you know, some people going through college are learning, you know, hey, I want to be part of the running industry. And Running USA might be a great way to meet people and learn. And we've been really fortunate. I've been involved on the board for, I think, 11 years. I've been president. I was was the secretary of the board for 10 of them. And then I'm president uh, now. And, um, you know, throughout the time, the the movers and shakers in the running industry have really been a key part of uh, of the organization. Atlanta Track Club has been uh, core members. You know, New York Roadrunners, Boston Athletic Association, et cetera. And uh, there is such a strong group of people that uh, support and organizations that support the, the Running USA. We just need a stronger purpose. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're getting rid of that five sentence nonsense mission statement and creating a purpose that in the end will be about getting more people running and creating membership benefits for those people. See, I told you I'd get there at the end. Not at all, man. I love the fact that you said that. And man, if you answer every cringeworthy question that well, because I think right now we're in a really unique season where there's so many people who have, you know, either come really enthusiastically or maybe just kind of crept quietly into our sport, into this lifestyle. And not only do we have a chance to grow it, we have a chance to keep people that as things return more normal or get back to whatever that new normal is, they're going to have a decision to make. Do they stick with this running or walking routine? Do they maintain the commitment that they had during quarantine or during the season of this virus and all that has been associated with it? Do they take another step forward and maybe register for a local event or go to an event again that they first did virtually or came in contact with when they first started just as a way to keep their interest? And if we lose that opportunity, if we look back 24 months from now and say, wow, we had this massive spike of if not participation, at least interest. And somehow we did 
too little with it. And now they've moved on and they're back to whatever it was that held their interest or at least their time previously. Wow, what a wasted opportunity that is. So the fact that you and your colleagues at Running USA are thinking about it, man, that that really warms my heart to hear. So whatever the mission statement reads in the future, if you guys are committed to that, wow, that's what should be being done. Amen. And, you know, the, the entire board and staff are, we're, we're runners. And whether we're uh, event organizers or, or other way associated with the industry, uh, that's what we want, you know, because it, it benefits us personally and, and, and career-wise. And sure. listen, I wrote a, a piece, I don't know, a month ago or so about momentum. And, and Isaac Newton said, many years ago that a body in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon an outside opposite force, right? Uh, we have a lot of people who were used to going to the gym, used to going to spinning or whatever it is. That stopped, like their momentum stopped, right? And because the, the opposite outside force was a global pandemic. A lot of them are now running they're buying running shoes, they're moving, they're walking, they're doing whatever it is. They've had 15 months of now building up this new momentum and they are used to and enjoying doing what they're doing. So I think yep. momentum has our back on this one, right? We've got a tailwind. And yeah, when gyms open, they'll go back. Uh, but I, 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 we don't have an opposite uh, force that is stopping them from running right now. Right. So there is momentum there and I think it's going to work in all of our favors. I know, you know, the, uh, running shoes, uh, footwear companies, apparel companies, um, bike manufacturers are, have had a really good last, uh, 18 months. <laughs> so, uh, I know they're going to try to keep it, keep it going too. Well, and, and hopefully it's, it's truly mutually beneficial alongside those who are in gyms or perhaps in spin classes. I know from conversations we've had here, there are also a lot of people who said, well, I started running at seven o'clock in the morning because my body clock still got me up, but I didn't have to knuckle drag through a 45 minute commute or because I'm doing mostly virtual calls. I put on my running shoes as soon as I got ready for work. So all of a sudden at 4.30, why wouldn't I go out and go for a run now that I've got a little bit of a break because I never had to put on what I used to have to put on when I was going someplace else that was you know, far more likely where I could be observed from head to toe. If I'm going to put on running shoes and wear them all day, maybe I should go for a run at some point during the day. And now they've got that momentum you're talking about, and we just need to continue to encourage it. Yeah, and, and, and listen, you know, I'm, I mentioned Newton before. Let me go a little closer to, to recent history but um the the black plague right so during the plague it destroyed 50 percent of, of italians died and uh you know the whole surf system the whole hierarchy of humanity there changed after that as as it gave birth to the renaissance as people realized you know what there's more to life there's more opportunity to enjoy life and to do the things that that bring us happiness. And I think coming out of the pandemic, I really think we ha will have a renaissance-like uh, future in front of us with technology, with thought process, with, listen, you know, a lot of people died. A lot of people got sick. It's been horrendous for the world. And it can't, you know, I, I just had at least two weeks out of the month. I haven't travel it at all in 15 months and it's been amazing and i don't want to travel again i have a young daughter at home i got an amazing wife i don't want to leave them right and so even for me it's yeah i've got a new outlook on things and yeah i want to work hard i, I still have the workaholic gene in me but i want to do it in a different way and i don't think i'm unique there so i i really think that uh that sports things that make people feel good that 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 build up that serotonin are gonna gonna stay around and even get a little more popular 
That's awesome. And you're right. It is not unique. Sometimes we'll have a conversation about all the benefits of not traveling and quite frankly, what we've realized over these last 15 to, to 20 months. And you also set me up perfectly for those who thought, man, did he just pull out this comment about the bubonic plague and not really have any research at hand? I will tell you not that long ago, I am Jeff publishes as someone with a vowel at the end of his name. Cosentino could not help but die research in terms of where the bubonic plague struck, how it ended up in Italy and what kind of, you know, result there was as it continued to ravage back in. Am I recalling correctly the 1500s? Is that yes. when it was, Jeff? Okay. Yeah. So as it ravaged the Italian countryside and, and many parts of the Italian way of life, and of course, ultimately outside of that. And, and Jeff, so now I'm going to read something that I don't think will make you cringe. And the reason I say that is because you did write this. Unlike the mission statement for running USA, it reads very recently in I Am Jeff, I remember running my first 10K and not having any fathom of how I could run one step further. I did my first half marathon and couldn't imagine how anybody could complete twice that distance. I ran my first marathon and knew without a shadow of a doubt that there was no way in hell I could ever race anything longer. Then I did an Ironman triathlon. And I felt wonderful at the end. That is a part of I Am Jeff. That was a posting by a bigger bull. And it leads into the limits of imagination. Jeff, the other parts of your story that I just love with, the entrepreneurial side of your story, obviously that personal growth that you're committed to. So now if we turn our attention to that, knowing that a majority, perhaps all of those listening, are wanting to get the most out of each and every day. They do want to get the most out of their time here. And you think about something like what you put here, and I felt wonderful at the end. And I know that is both specific to your Ironman experience and metaphorical to all of the things that you take on. So take us for a second to what you believe is going to be truly key as we look beyond this pandemic, but commit ourselves to feeling wonderful at the end. Give us some kind of I am Jeff coaching on how to ensure that that's the case more oftentimes than not. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel like uh, it's a really helpful exercise for everybody to sit back and think of who they want to be and what they want to do and what their dreams are. And, you know, uh, dreams may be large. You may want to go to Mars. And, uh, you know, if you're, 60, 70 years old, odds are you're probably not going to make it. Um, but maybe there's another way to experience that. So, so creating a dream, uh, understanding what you want to do, what you love doing, and like envisioning and mapping out your way to get there. You know, what I do is, um, listen, I'm, I'm working on a book right now. And I know one thing I've always wanted to do is write a book. I've been writing for... 35 years or so and published in newspapers and magazines around, but, but I've never actually put a book together. And so for me, it's all right, here's what I want to do. Here's what I'd like to get it done by. And so every week I create a little list of here are the four things I want to get done this week. You know, people like checking off boxes. So mm, isn't that true? Yeah. And if you have a hundred boxes, it's not good. If you have three boxes, that's great because you can get three done, right? And and what I love at the end of the day, and I, I sometimes do this with um, with some of the employees I work with, uh, and I'm a baseball fan. Uh, and at the end of the day, I ask, so was this a win or a loss, right? Was today a W or an L? And go through the week and, all right, what's your record for the week? You know, were you five and two? Were you 0 and seven? Were you seven and 0? And why, right? And nine times out of 10, it's, I felt like I accomplished something today. You know, the thing that I don't like at the end of the day is that I felt like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't accomplish anything, but accomplishing something could be sitting with my daughter and doing a puzzle. It could be reading a book to her, right? It could be, I want to have more close time with her. Now I'm not writing that down. I'm just doing it. 
Um, but if there are certain uh, specific things I want to accomplish, if I want to, if I want to write my book, if I want to do an Ironman, like you got to take the steps to get there. And, you know, an Ironman is, is a great example or, or that 10 Ironman. Listen, my first, I started running because my mother was having a bad time in her marriage and she wanted to start running and she decided I was going to go with her. And I was 12 years old at the time, 12, 13 years old. And, you know, we ran probably 50 yards the first time and then walked around the block. And I remember the first time we actually ran a quarter mile around the track. And, you know, that was huge. And then we did our first 10K together. And I came in second to last because my mother slowed down right before the finish line and let me go ahead of her. And, you know, I felt awesome. Like the only thing behind us was the ambulance. And I remember looking back at it, you know, somewhere around mile two or three. And my mom's like, just keep moving forward. You know, that's all you got to do. And, you know, it felt great. It was really tough, but it felt great. And I could not fathom though doing more until I realized I wanted to. And was it Nietzsche who said uh, something around uh, as long as there's a how, any why can be accomplished, or as long as there's a why, any how, I forget, you would edit in the actual yep. quote here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, the same is with Iron Man. Like, I created my purpose. The most important thing in my Iron Man training was knowing why I wanted to do it. And because once you're out there on a seven mile bike, a seven hour bike ride, followed by a two hour run with nobody else around you and nobody cheering, like all you got is your mind and you. And if you don't have a purpose for what you're doing, uh, you're not going to, you're not going to move forward. And so, you know, what I've always looked at, I remember when I, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started in the music business, then uh, created a marketing agency and then created a, a company called I'm Athlete, which is sports registration. And I remember when I left my first job, I said to myself very consciously, I am, I am always going to follow my passion. Uh, and I'm always going to work for, with people that I like working with. And I'm going to do what I like and what I want to do. And I'm going to make that happen. And so I have not, you know, yeah, there have been days that have not been great in any, uh, as in anybody's working life. But in terms of jobs, like I've loved every single thing that I've done. It's been great. I've worked with great people. And, uh, you know, you don't always accomplish the goals you set out for yourself. But uh, I think, you know, they say it's not about the journey. It's about the destination. I actually think it's about both. Right. Um, and maybe the destination well, isn't where you want to go. And Iron Man. Uh, is a great model for, for life in general, right? You create your plan and you go do the race with your plan. And then that plan is not going to work. And you, and you know, the plan's not going to work. So you go to plan B, right? And then when plan B doesn't work, you figure out plan C. And by the time you get to the finish, you're kind of around plan F through K, but you got there, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's the way I look at, at life and, 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 guidance and you know making sure that i'm moving forward even when it's sitting down and spending quiet time with my family well we'll talk about that serial entrepreneur thing next one thing i do want to encourage everyone before we do i am jeff i a m j e f f at substack.com if you've not already seen some of his work go there you can find plenty of it and as someone who is a bit particular about writing style, his is terrific. If your writing preferences are at all like mine, you will love the way he puts words together and strings thoughts for our benefit together. So I already said this off. I will say this on mic, Jeff, thank you for the thoughtfulness that you put into your writing. It absolutely matters to many, I'm sure, certainly to me. So thank you for doing that. Also, I think we have a, a common interest. You mentioned being a serial entrepreneur. 
You also mentioned I am athlete. Yes, that is in this lifestyle industry that we've talked about, you know, somewhat recently, Gannett USA Today, an acquisition of this enterprise that you started over a decade ago, I'm sure worked tirelessly on, had those days of celebration, maybe in a few moments of frustration along the way, but ultimately the second largest sports registration and event promotion company in the world. And that was part of why I think made you such a perfect candidate to be that board president for running USA. And yet at the same time, you have figured out how to bring your personal interests in athletics, whether recreational or more serious and sophisticated in how you pursue them, as well as your professional aspirations around technology, around an ability to bring something to market that not only has a P&L with some hopefulness to it, but also has some sustainable nature. Now, if it has been around for more than a decade, if it was something that others had an interest in acquiring, how do those people out there right now who have this personal interest in the lifestyle we're talking about, what should they be thinking about? Maybe it is that college or grad school student. Maybe it is that cross-country runner who's in middle school or high school who, of course, has no idea what he or she wants to do right now. Maybe it's that person coming out of quarantine or perhaps a furlough. Maybe it's that person who has had more time at home with his or her family or around his or her interests that are like, man, this has worked. I don't know if what I'm going back to will be nearly as satisfying. Gosh, how do I get into something? Maybe it's running and walking. Maybe it's the fitness industry or maybe it's not. How do someone, how does someone bring that intersection together of their personal interests and their professional aspirations? How did you make that happen? You know, uh, I was told, um, probably starting, uh, uh, before I started, I am athlete, or maybe shortly thereafter. That you know, the best thing to do is is combine your your passion with your career. And uh, and I thought, oh, wait, is there another option? Uh, I didn't recognize that. Oh, if I want to be happy, shouldn't I do things that I should be passionate about? And so I always recommend that if somebody's passionate about something, do it. Now, there's a difference between do it without business sense and do it with business sense. Right. And so I started, I'm athlete. I, I live in Los Angeles, California, in case there's another Los Angeles out there. I grew up in, uh, in Connecticut and Boston, New York and the Northeast. And my whole family's back there. And we're a bunch of wacko runners, right? Like most everybody who's probably listening right now. You know, we're the family that gets together for Thanksgiving and all 13 of us go out for the turkey trot or the daily run or whatever it is. Eight of us do a triathlon together. And so when I came out, uh, you know, out here in L.A., I would do a lot of events on the East Coast. And so I wanted to know more about what's happened, what happens at these events. So I had somebody build a Wikipedia for sports, very self-serving. Right. I wanted a list of uh, of running events to know who was doing it, to know what the course is like, and to know what I should expect. Um, honestly, there's this one course, this one race that I used to do, and uh, it's a triathlon, and at the there's a really steep hill, and at the bottom is a pothole. And every year, somebody ends up in an ambulance. And I wanted to know those things before I do, do an event, right? Like, where's the fast part? Where's the slow part for running, whatever? Uh, we started getting traction. Right. And so I did something that I loved and other people liked it. So one person can stop right there and say, all right, now what? For me, I think the missing part of do what you love is, all right, how do I make money off of this right now? And how do I turn this into a business? And so I actually spent six months looking at the industry and trying to figure out where there was opportunity where I can add value knowing what my strengths are. And I got lucky, right? I found a, a registration company in Alabama that I could acquire and I did. And that led me to getting USA Triathlon as our first client. And then, you know, a year and a half later, we're the largest triathlon registration company in the world. And so, but, the difference 
here is that I focused on something I was really passionate about. And I knew my goal. My goal was to build a business. So my eyes and mind and ears and everything were listening for opportunities to find something scalable, find something that I can generate revenue from in an area that I'm passionate about. And uh, I think that's the difference. Yeah, I encourage everybody to do what they're passionate about. But if you want to make it a career, you've got to think, you've got to look for those opportunities. You know, the difference between the entrepreneur and, and not, as you can attest, is, you know, the entrepreneur will see an opportunity, assess its value and go after it, you know, assuming it has high value. The non-entrepreneur will think back on, oh, I wish I took that opportunity. I wish I grabbed that. Right? And so knowing where you want to go definitely helps. Now, did we get to where I thought we'd go? No, that never happens. We, you know, refer, you know, rewind for five minutes to plan F through K. And, uh, but we went in a really fun way. <laughs> so. Well, and that's where I think you're right about the journey where it may very well be better in many instances than what the destination is. Without question, it's fun to do it. And that's what, yeah, I, I, I remember back. So my first company was a, re a record company and, you know, we signed bands, we made, made albums, released the bands. And I remember when we made, uh, the, the, the label was called crank and I made shirts for crank. And one night I was laying in bed and I thought, you know what? I just want to make a shirt that says, uh, I think it said, go away. And, and that's all it said. And I woke up the next day and I had the shirt made and I thought, wait, am I allowed to do this? I, I am because I want to <laughs> and we have the resources to do it. And uh, yeah, it was a bad idea to do the shirt. I mean, it didn't go anywhere. But um, but I remember thinking like I remember that point and I always think about it. Uh, this is fun. Like if I have an idea that I think is good, like I can try to do it. And whether you work for somebody or work for yourself, it should be no different. If you have an idea that seems good and has value and a viable uh, positive benefit for the organization, you should be able to try it. And in many, many companies you can, and you know, it just comes down to the owner or your boss or whomever it is. Right on. Well, I'm going to ask a last question here. I'm going to let you give us maybe some guidance. You do a great job on a couple of different platforms that I've seen. You're always curious what others are reading or looking into or learning. And so I'm going to put that question to you as a way to inspire our audience and learn from somebody who we know is very learned and obviously always keeping an eye out for what might be next. So what is it right now that has your attention or that you've recently read or seen that is worth sharing? Uh <laughs> This you you might not know this by about me, but I am a voracious reader. Uh, I will read well over fifty books this year, and nice. uh, I actually get a lot of books. Um, so I'm part of NetGalley. I get them before they're released, and uh, and have you know I'm I'm always going through stuff. So there are a few things that um, that I adore. Uh, one is um, from a business side, and this book has been out for a while, Story Brand. I forget the author's name. But... Oh, D2. He's speaking your language. A little Donald Noah for you there, D2. That's right. Yeah. Story Brand is one of the best, if not the best, books about marketing and positioning that I've read in ages. I... I give it to people, to employees and other people that I work with. I think it's, it is one of those books where I thought I do this. Yeah, I do that, but this is all kind of making sense now and I'm not doing it in the scope of the story. So uh, if anybody's interested in, um, you know, building a company, building a brand and marketing and really, you know, anything related to that, I, I highly recommend story brand. I, um, Anybody who's interested in baseball, I just read a book called K, which is a history of baseball in 10 pitches. So it takes every pitch in baseball, curveball, fastball, cutter, et cetera. And each chapter is a history of baseball on that, based on that pitch, which is a fascinating concept for a book 
and really cool book. I look at baseball a different way. Um, and the last one I'm going to say is just a really great read. There's a book called What You Can See From Here, which I don't think comes out till June, but um, just a wonderful novel about uh, about love and loss and um, and happiness. You know, uh, I, I don't think this one would be made into a movie, but um, but it should be. It's not quite the Notebook gushy. It's more not you know a very very well written novel. Um, but recommend reading that one too. I could go on about books, so I'm going to shut up. That's awesome. He is Jeff Matlow, president, the board of directors, Running USA founder, I Am Athlete. Also, as he would say, he's also a human and athlete himself. Obviously, very proud of his role as husband and father, certainly a friend of ours. Jeff, thank you so much for your time today. We look forward to staying in touch and certainly would invite you when you do feel like traveling to come see us here in the South. We'll roll out the Southern hospitality for you, for sure, my friend. This has been awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, next time, I'm going to try to come up with a cool name like D2. Uh, I'm, je I'm jealous. But it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate it. Love what you guys are doing. And uh, you're doing it. Yeah, we definitely will. And we love what, what you're doing. And I look forward to going to the Running USA website. For those of you who need this again before getting the show notes, runningusa.org. Make sure you put that O-R-G on it. And I look forward to going to that website sometime in the future, Jeff, seeing the new mission statement and knowing that you have been hard at work. In the meantime, we're going to go to a quick break. Thank you for this part, but we're not done. We'll come down the home stretch right after this brief message. Running makes you feel good. Running is healthy and good for you. Running can even be therapeutic, but running doesn't define you. You are not a runner, but running gives you life. At Big Peach Running Company, we get it. That's why we are the number one running store for those that don't call themselves a runner. That's why our guests use terms like friendly, thoughtful, attentive to describe us in reviews. Come see us at any of our seven metro Atlanta area locations or visit us at bigpeachrunningco.com. And welcome back to the Run ATL podcast. Well, D2, I did not try to hide the fact that I gush over accomplishment. Certainly, Jeff, plenty of that. In addition, there are certain things that he does through blogs, through writing, through even videos, and just sharing his expertise, his insight. Man, he has something to say. For those of you who did not pick up on this, I'm going to give you this one more time. I'll also dump it in our show notes. Check out go.nmotive.com. That's go.go.enmotive.com. And then I am Jeff. That's I dash am dash Jeff. And you'll get all kinds of good stuff from Mr. Matlow. If you are like me and you appreciate the power of what used to be referred to as the pen when Ben Franklin was doing his thing, now I'm sure it's the keyboard and it's HubSpot and blog posts and other things that are a little bit more current. You will want to hear what it is that he has to say and read what he has to tap out. Really, really good stuff. D2, thank you for giving me an opportunity to take the back seat on the next episode. You're going to quickly tease that out. But ladies and gentlemen, I won't be your host in the coming episode. Yeah, that's right. So we are um, we're switching gears. Um, so I will be uh, leading the next uh, podcast conversation. But Mike will still be here. He'll just be on the opposite end of the conversation with a couple of friends. We have a bit of an announcement and we sort of kind of been teasing it. And I've been dropping a little bit of hints through our newsletter and um, and maybe even some social media posts and even something I just said was a little bit of a tease as well. But we've got an announcement that we're going to make regarding Big Peach Running Company and something new that we're going to be doing. And we referenced a little bit at the beginning of the year or end of last year. And uh, it's finally coming to fruition. And it's uh, not exactly like we had envisioned it at the end of last year. Um, but we are, the wheels are in motion. There are changes occurring and some things are, are happening. 
And uh, yeah, we want we want to take you along for the ride. So uh, you know, join us, um, and I'm going to do my best to prepare and to be as energetic and enthusiastic uh, as a as a host as Mike is, and uh, bring you that conversation with that announcement and a little backstory and in depth uh, interviews with uh, a, cu- a couple individuals, including Mike, uh, regarding this new venture. Nice work, D2. I can tell you, you're already. The play on words, really, really impressive. And certainly we would ask that you come back in just two weeks for that special episode. D2, thank you for being willing to do that. Thank you for everything you've already done for this episode and all of those that have preceded it. Thanks again to Jeff Matlow for joining us this time on the Run ATL podcast. And our biggest thanks as we wrap this up is to you, our listeners and friends, we appreciate you so very much giving us the opportunity to do what we love to do. It certainly makes a world of difference to us. We hopefully are impacting you as well. Once again, happy Memorial Day and thanks to all of you who are serving, have served, or are a family of service. We appreciate it so very much. We'll see you in just two weeks. In the meantime, as we always say, as we certainly mean, may your best miles be those covered on foot. Thank you.